Well, thank you, Ryan, and our worship team. Uh, so sweet when we get to, to worship God and recognize who he is and give worth to him. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Well, my name is Vicki Neuendorp. I am your director of children's ministry here at Faith Covenant Church. And I've got a few housekeeping things before we dive into our message. The first thing is that we want to welcome our kids the month of August. So our kids, our elementary age kids, are going to be joining us in our services for the next month. And we have the opportunity to say yes to them in a variety of different ways. So kids, we're super glad you're here. Welcome. Good morning. Um, those of you who are in the room, kiddos, there are these sermon note sheets that are out at the kid, the Faith Kids desk. And if you don't have one, you can go grab one. And if you fill this out and then show it to the worker at the Faith Kids desk, then you get entered into a drawing every week for donuts, free donuts from our coffee shop, which I have a couple here that I need to, to get. Yeah, I see. Sophie's got hers. She's ready to fill that out. That's awesome. So we've got some of these. Sorry, this is for kids only. I know, I know. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news, grown-ups. But you can encourage the kids around you to fill those out. Um, as Steve mentioned, uh, Brad and Shar are not here this week. Brad is on a study break, dreaming all of the things that God has in store for Faith Covenant as we move into the fall, and then he'll have a little vacation after that. And Shar is officiating a family wedding. And so... Um, you get me instead. <laughs> and I'm going to ask you, I was supposed to remind you all to please check your worship folders out that you received as you walked in the door because there are some cool and amazing things happening at Faith Covenant Church even yet this summer. So please check that out. All right. Now, as your children's director, it's probably not surprising that I love kids Although I did have somebody once say to me, you're our children's director, you have to love kids. And I was like, actually, I really don't, but I do love kids and I think they're awesome and I think they're amazing. I love how they make me laugh out loud about the crazy and silly things they do. I love how they make me um, tear up with tenderness when they're hurting and I just want to come around them and make it all better. Um, although I did say to the first service, I am an equal opportunity crier, so I will cry when I'm happy, sad, excited, or otherwise. So, you know, there's that. Um, but I think kids have the best ability to view life through a very special lens. Now, um, I'm not on Facebook a ton, but recently uh, I was on Facebook and in my memories feed, there was a, a little thing that popped up that was a memory from seven years ago when my daughter Emily was only three at the time. And I'm going to read that to you. So it said, this morning after we put James on the bus, Emmy sat down on the bench outside and she patted the seat next to her. Why don't you just come sit down by me for a little bit, Mama? She smiled at me. Perhaps she sensed her mommy had been having a tough time, or maybe she's just naturally darling. But that little lady, she snuggled me close, and she told me, Mom, God loves you, Mom. And you know what? God likes you, too. And I love you very, very much. And I think I read back, you know, just reading that, um, I think that's amazing. Uh, my, part of my job is to think about how are we saying yes to the next generation. But I get to think about how God is crazy in love with people, how he loves us, how he likes us, <laughs> and how people are drawn to Jesus, and that includes kids, who are a super important part of this picture. Now, Jesus, Jesus was actually really countercultural in how he viewed kids. In the day and age when Jesus was walking the earth, 
kids were not really looked on as all that much of a good thing. I mean, they were there and they kept the family line going, but really, they, they weren't really viewed as people, per se, all that much. And Jesus, he was countercultural in his love for kids and in his value of kids. And you see it in a number of places of Scripture. He healed someone's son in Capernaum in John 4. Uh, he raised Jairus' daughter from the dead in Mark 5. And all throughout these places, Jesus affirms that children are a beautiful and valuable part of God's kingdom. Now, there's a count in the book of Matthew where Jesus really raised the bar on how we should see and treat kids. And so you got this, this dusty day where the disciples are hanging out with Jesus. And it says in Matthew 18, At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and they said, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called a little child to him, and he placed that child among them. And he said, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And there's various uh, versions of this story in Scripture. You see uh, in Matthew 19, you see it in Mark 10, you see it in Luke 18. And whenever something is repeated in God's Word, uh, and in this case Jesus is the one saying it, I feel like that's when we need to listen up. It's like that special call of like, hey, pay attention, folks, this is really, really important. And so Jesus, he not only welcomes kids into his presence and he holds them up, has this beautiful thing. But in several of the accounts in these Gospels, he blesses them. So clearly, Jesus is showing us that there's something precious about how kids view life, including spiritual life. That we can learn from their humility and their simple acceptance, their total dependence on God to believe he is who he says he is. And just like kids can rely on their parents um, for their provision for their daily needs, we can humbly depend on our Heavenly Father to provision in our physical and our spiritual realm. And uh, Jesus said that we as grown-ups should become like little kids so that we can relate to God. That there's a lot that we can learn from kids about the kingdom of heaven, about the king, because the kingdom and the image of God are reflected in a child. Now, how many of you have seen or read or heard of the book, All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten? Yeah, yeah, right? A lot of us have. Why? Because the simple truths that we learn as kids, they have a huge impact on our lives as grown-ups, and we have a lot to learn from children. Now, um, a couple of weeks ago, actually, we just got back a week and a half ago, we took a very, very much needed family vacation to the North Shore. And so we hiked, and we hiked, and we hiked, and we hiked, and we hiked some more. I'll tell you about that in a few minutes. We played, we ate the world's best donuts in Grand Marais, we had fresh grilled fish from Lake Superior, we looked at lots of lighthouses, which I love, and we kind of relaxed away from our everyday life and work. And in that process, there were a number of lessons that I learned from my kids on the North Shore. And uh, as we were doing all these different things, and I'll tell you a little bit about those, and we were saying yes to our kids, I found myself becoming a student of my kids. So James and Emily just turned 13 and 10 in the last month, which 
crazy. I don't know how that happened. Um, but these two, they had so many things that they could teach me about life and about God. And so here's one of our pictures. Now, our trek up north, it was a getaway. It was a getaway to nature, a getaway to space and some margin, um, a getaway to be together. And so naturally, we decided that because there's all these amazing waterfalls and cool trails kind of all the way along scenic Route 61, um, we wanted to see as many of them as we could. And so every day, we kind of tried to get off on an adventure with the kids from our hub um, kind of in the middle. And so the third day, we decided to tackle the High Falls Trail at Tedaguchi State Park. And so we covered ourselves in SPF 50 sunscreen and bug spray, both of which my children hate. Uh, we grabbed our water bottles. And, you know, we knew this was a big hike. Um, and so we went down to the Baptism Riverhead first. And it was this uh, sweet and serene spot that we could just sit and throw rocks and view Lake Superior. And then from there, we headed for the High Falls Trail. <laughs> um, we knew that this particular trail was going to have stairs. The descriptions all said this, trip, this, this trail will have some stairs. Um, I don't know that we realized how many stairs <laughs> or how long it was going to feel like as we kind of huffed and puffed our way up this trail when we started. And at more than one point, as we're hiking along, James would like bend over and he'd be like putting his hands on his knees and he was looking at his light up blue tennis shoes and he was like, ah, my heart, my heart. And we're like, ah, uh, good try. Um, and Emily, she would peek out from under the brim of the white Coca-Cola hat that she borrowed from me. And uh, she would rally him, and she would be like, come on, buddy, come on, James, you can do this. The waterfall is coming, the waterfall is coming, we are going for the waterfall. You can do this. And then a little bit later, it would be James's turn, and he'd be like, come on, come on, Emmy, come on, Emmy, come on, Mama, come on, Dad, let's go, let's go, waterfall, we can do this. And so we, uh, we, were, we, were, we were moving our way along this big trek. And on the way, we saw some things that were really cool that we needed to stop for. Like we saw on the side, we saw these tiny little purple, um, they were wild Minnesota orchids that we had never seen before, just these little tiny purple orchids. Or we saw bark that was peeling in these giant sheets off of the trees as we were walking. And we stopped for some water. <laughs> lots of water on the benches that were spaced in a couple of places along the trail. We laughed really hard when some squirrels startled us as they ran through the brush next to the trail and we weren't sure what was there. Uh, that happened again on another hike later. And we were skipping and hiking along the roots and the stumps and all these things. And as we did that, we continued to watch the step count go up and up and up and up and up. But when we finally reached the high falls, over, just a little over a mile and a half in, it was this beautiful, stunning, serene place where we just stayed for a long time and just watched and listened to the water. And as I watched my kids kind of tackling this trail, I was reminded that there's joy in the journey, even the hard steps. 
Because overall, when you added the Riverhead stop at the beginning with the High Falls Trail, our trek was about three and a half miles long round trip. And there were 67 flights of stairs. Thank you, Fitbit, for keeping track of that for us. And my kids, they showed me perseverance and they showed me hope. And uh, that's the uh, High Falls there on the left. That's a different waterfall on the right that we saw. Actually, I was joking, Tone, our communications director, when she was doing our slides, I kind of said, I kind of feel like this is like the proverbial vacation slideshow, like beep, beep. <laughs> um, but that is the beautiful High Falls there. And as we were talking with the kids <clears throat> as we were there, we talked as we were walking about the joy that was in that journey, even in those hard steps, and how they needed their brother and their sister to cheer them on when it was hard, like at staircase number 67, and to celebrate when they were victorious, like when we got to the high falls or on our way back, we stopped at two-step falls or at mile three and a half when we finally got to the car and James was pumping his fists in the air and high-fiving everybody that, praise God, we made it to the car. <laughs> um, we talked about how they needed to keep the goal in front of them, that the waterfall's majesty was going to be worth all the sweat and the stairs, which was a, a very much a heaven reference in my mind. And we needed to keep their feet on the path to keep going. It was like this living, breathing uh, lesson from my kids of Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run the race with endurance, the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. And so that was kind of one of our one of our sweet journeys that we went on during this time. Uh, we didn't just hike on the trip, <laughs> though we did a lot of that. Emily and James were also very vocal about needing to pause and rest and to have fun and to play. And so there's some shots of some of those things. They recognize what it's sometimes hard for me to remember, that sometimes you just need to take a break. And uh, we were talking with them about some of the highlights from being in Way. And Emily was really quick to say, you know, the hiking was cool, though I have hit my quota on that for a while. <laughs> but I really loved our time together. Um, I loved just being away and swimming and playing and you guys not working. And she is learning now what Jesus calls us to in Matthew eleven twenty eight: Are you tired, worn out, Born on, burned out on religion, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And so I needed them. And let's be honest here, several of you to point out and remind me that I need to take a rest and take a break, to stop working even on good things, to eat the giant ice cream, to sit on the shore and look for agates, to lay on the rocks and watch the water splash, to play miniature golf with goats. That is totally a thing. Like we did that at Putten Pets. <laughs> mm-hmm. You should go there. It's actually really fun. But I needed a break, and I needed a rest, and my kids needed one too. 
And then as we hiked our way around the northern shore of Minnesota, my kids exemplified what it meant to trust their good, good father. And uh, that's a picture of Dave with the kiddos. So one of the days, we took a gondola ride up to the top of Moose Mountain. And at the top of Moose Mountain, we kind of wandered around, and we found ourselves kind of around the back corner of that mountain. And we found this trail, the Spur Trail. And so we picked up the Spur Trail later, or there. And later we found a description that said it was a trail of the steep, rugged north face of Moose Mountain. Um, and that trail, literally, it went along the mountain's edge. And so you could be somewhere along the trail and kind of look up, and you would see some rock formations and some treetops and the mountaintop. And then you would look down, and you could see way, way, way down that way. <laughs> and so um, we were kind of picking our, our way along this little path, and we were curving around these boulders and across the ski runs, which a side note, some of those ski runs of Lucent are crazy, just saying. And uh, we crossed some of those on foot. And then uh, we were kind of going in between, in between the trees. And at one point, I have this little video of James, and, or of James, Dave and the kids, all of us, and it pans around and you can see kind of this steep hillside, and you can see it kind of up, and you hear James say, this place is no good for me. <laughs> it's creepy. I'm scared. <laughs> and you hear Emily in the background going, hey, 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 uh-huh, and she's kind of like looking over the edge and the ridge. And so Dave, their good, good father, he came in front of them, he cracked a joke, and he put out his hand to hold them and give them sure footing. And he said, you know what, guys? I'm right here. Your mom is right here. We love you guys. Remember that. And in that moment, they were convinced that having a good guide to walk with you changes everything. And so they finished that hike. Um, they finished the next one to Cascade Falls and then one to Caribou Falls where they had to trust their father to help them navigate some tricky rocks and water at the base of the waterfall that we had hiked into. And they could do that um, because they trusted their father to go before them, walk beside them, and come behind them on their journey. The psalmist said, For you are my rock and my fortress, and for your name's sake you lead me and you guide me. And, uh, you know, as we, as we were doing all these things, here's the thing. If we hadn't taken the time to say yes to that time, I'd have missed it. I'd have missed out on all those memories. I'd have missed out on all those waterfalls, all those stairs, <laughs> and all those sweet spiritual truths that God was using them to teach me about perseverance and hope and rest and trust. And I would have missed out the ways that God wanted to use Dave and I in the lives of our kids um, because we were not only learning from them but with them. Because Jesus was right. Children are a beautiful and valuable part of God's kingdom. Speaker uh, Darius Daniels says, Every kid needs someone who doesn't see them as an interruption, but as an appointment. Now, the, the timeout disclaimer on this is that I don't have this all down. <laughs> I would love to be able to say, I always see children 
as an appointment and never an interruption and that I'm always patient and always kind and never cross and that would be lying because I don't have that down yet. But I'm a work in progress and I think that's part of why we're called to be a family of grace and God is not done with me yet but I do think that God is calling us to this. So we were uh, at our fall planning retreat on Tuesday as a staff team and we were talking through our vision and our mission and our dreams for this church. And a verse came up that's meaningful for adults, but also from my perspective, it's actually um, highly, highly valuable and applicable for kids. And it comes from one of my favorite books in the Bible, which is Colossians. And in this letter from Paul to this church at Colossae, Paul is exhorting them, and for kids in the room, that means he's urging them or he's strongly encouraging them to recognize who Christ is, who they are in Christ, and what they are called to. And um, so in Colossians 2, it reads, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Now, this is a picture Nakia posted this week of sweet little Naya, who's over here. And this was her last week praying in this very room. And I did get permission, don't worry, to have the photo up here just so everybody knows. And Naya is one of the sweet and beautiful and precious, valuable children that are a part of Faith Covenant. And I see many of them in this room. And there are many more that are represented outside of this room. And uh, Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such, of these, such as these in Mark 10. So when we say yes to the next generation, to kids like my James and Emily, to sweet Naya, to the other kids that are in this room and a part of our lives, we are saying yes to messiness, to laughter, to drama, to questions, to imagination and listening and hugs and fun and being silly and vulnerability and the future and to adventure. 